The current spoiler level warning is, deal. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of teal. We're talking about a machine that makes its first appearance in First Gundam, 0079, uh, and then has some variants and stuff through things like 0080 War in the Pocket and, uh, and, and, and other one-year war media. Um, and then we get to another one-year war media, uh, Thunderbolt, but that uh, GGP hasn't covered yet, so we give a spoiler warning, even though it's just a redesign of this existing machine. It's not really plot relevant. Um, or, or really much of a shock. They just drew it a little differently. Um, and then we head on to Gundam Build Fighters, Jim's Counterattack, and we have two machines that are not a very big deal from that. So those are both going to have spoiler warnings, but I don't really think they're a big deal at all. Um, so up to you what you want to do, but whatever you do, enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG. And you know, Gundam, unlike some other mecha show, have never tossed a pizza. I'm Six Datmar from Scanline Media. And I'm Dylan. Oh, right. Code Geass. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, that, I always found that animation unconvincing. Uh, yeah, no, it's... Yeah. If that wouldn't have worked, the pizza would have pizza would have broken, but that would have that would have just like been driven through the metal hands or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or well, mm-hmm. I guess I think they're gloved, but still. I mean, it's not it, for me. It wasn't about that. It was about like when things get bigger, the physics on them change, and so when some when you have a sheet of dough that that's that that's gonna big, be heavy. Yeah, and you can't handle it exclusively by the middle, like people tend to with normal pizza. That's not gonna work. Yeah, no, that's... Mm. Um, though I am going to do one thing, Six, real quick, before we record, uh-huh. or before we uh, roll. I'm going to hit the button on my AC real quick, so I'll be right back. Because I just oh, realized okay. that's on, and it's doing a low hum, and also I'm kind of cold anyway. I've always said this about Dylan, but they're kind of cold. It's not really... It doesn't really make sense to bully Dylan when they can't even hear it. It's just being mean. <laughs> Okay, just wanted to turn that off. I'm sorry. Anyway, I no worries. Returned. I was just talking shit while you were gone. Of course. You um, were. Shall we roll some dice? Uh, yeah. Let's go. We're just doing one episode, so let's do a listener request episode. Okay. Sounds good to me. We'll see who we get. All right, first half. Normal hash. Not that there's anything wrong with being on the normal half. It's just you know. Second half's just a bunch of weirder shit. <laughs> we have a rare uh, suit that has had a double request from Twitter users both Evan and Dalek. Okay. And you're going to get this in one. This is the MSM-07. Uh, is that the Zagok? That's the Zagok. Yeah. If it's an MSM and it's actually requested, it's probably the Zagok. Wow. What? No love for other MSMs. Well, no, I just... Okay. What I mean is, if it got requested twice, like, no one's requesting True. the Zogok uh, twice, or, like... 
Uh, maybe the Akai, but I know the Akai is a lower number than that. I think the uh, Akai, is it like 04? I think it's 04. I, that's, I was going to say also that it was 04, and the fact that I feel like I knew that makes me feel yeah, like no, I'm it's wrong. Definitely, no, no, it is it is 04. Okay. Okay, I never know model numbers like that. I mean, you know, I do for Gundams, because that's fucking easy, but... Yeah, well, everyone huh. knows what an RX-78 is, but yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so the Zagok, okay. It's the Alex, it's um, RX-78. RX-78 NT1 <laughs> uh, for that one. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, the MSM-07 Zagok. Uh, this is an amphibious mobile suit that shows up in original Gundam. Uh, this is a cool-ass suit. Uh, this is introduced during the uh, one of the attacks on Jabra. Um, it is, I believe it appears, is it after, like, the Akai like attack and the bomb and all that yes yeah it's yes we don't see it until we see shars i think right i believe that's correct and then we see a couple of the mass production ones afterwards um if i'm remembering right i'm just trying to remember i i'm just trying to remember because they they're they're in um <clears throat> there's that part where they're in what they in like it's either ireland or scotland i forget uh-huh. and I, I i know there are a bunch of amphibious suits there so does it show up there it may show up there, because I think... I have a memory of a Zagok being shot while in the water by the Gundam. Uh, and I think it's in the Grabro episode that some Zagoks are also showing up. But I don't remember if that's before or after Jabro. I haven't rewatched first Gundam in, like, years now, so... Um, but yeah... I think the first first amphibious sh- suit to show up though is definitely the Gog because it, it, you know he tries to use the uh, Gundam hammer on it and then it catches it and it's like oh no, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, uh, the Zagok. So the thing is, the where this sticks in the head the most is when we see Shar Zagok though fucking up things at Jabro because that shit it, fucking rules. <laughs> that episode is so good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the regular Zagok, though, going over it, it is a purple and it's, it's basically like purple and it's sort of on the lighter end of purple for parts of the body. And then you have darker purple on the arms. And then you've got like, I don't even know how you would describe this color, like a sort of the, the master grade makes it dark blue, but in like artwork and stuff, sometimes it comes across more like a grayish color. Kind of greenish, too? Almost, yeah, almost shifted to greenish, like, on the art on the wiki. Um, but, uh, the head and torso are all one. Uh, it doesn't really have a distinct head. So the way that it's designed is, the top, you've got a bunch of missile ports, and then you have a bunch of viewports for the mono-eye. You have a vent on either side of the, uh, like, chest area. Before it segments down, you have two vents on the chest, then. Uh, in the middle of the chest, you have the, um, little cockpit hatch. Then you've just got, like, a, uh, torso that just gets skinnier as it goes down. There are, like, distinct segments. Um, uh, I have confirmed now, uh, the first episode, the Zagok is in is episode 27, which is, uh, shortly before Jaburo. Okay. It's the Miharu episode. This is the first Miharu oh, episode. Oh, right, it's in the Miharu episode, right, okay. Is the Miharu episode the one with the ga- Grabro also? Uh, it is, but I don't it might it, it might be the second one with her. Let's see. 
scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yes, okay. the second one with her. Okay, so camera. that I wasn't at least I wasn't wrong about knowing that they appear around each other. Okay, um, but yeah, then for the arms, you got these weird like sort of like tuby arms. Um, you know, they're just like segments, like repeated segments of little like circles. Um, how else to describe them? They they almost look telescopic, right? Because they you know yeah, get absolutely. smaller as they go along. Um. I mean, it, it, um... They don't actually, like, stretch to the degree as, like, the guy's arms do and stuff, but they are, like, weird, you know, telescopic wiggle arms. They do make me think that they were designed in, you know, on a, on a spaceship uh, to help a guy stay company as he had to watch bad movies. What? Mystery Science Theater, that all the robots were built out of normal stuff lying around the ship. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, robot, roll call, cambot, gypsy, zigok, crow. That's my, that's my, that's your science yep. theater. Yep. Everybody enjoyed that joke. Yep. I mean, I've, I've watched a couple of mystery science theaters. I've what seen, the fuck? But Dylan, go watch more mystery science theater. I've, I, I, I've seen the uh, original Gamera episode and I've seen a bunch of just crappy horror movie ones because i always enjoy watching a cheesy horror movie so seeing it with uh at least i I enjoy the joel episodes uh more i don't know if that's a is that an is that a is that an uncommon thing to enjoy the joel episodes a lot it is it is complicated people are divided on whether which ones they like more but it becomes complicated because joel was kind of an asshole as a person oh no damn See? Just a bit of an egomaniac. Mike uh, was Mike was more record like Mike. I agree with you. Often Mike is not as funny, but he's just a good person, and that makes a big difference. Yeah. Oop. I have coffee. Yay! Sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I wanted I wanted some caffeine, so I have had coffee delivered to me. Yay! Um, for the hands, uh, we've got. Just big circular armor on the hands. Um, the, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, the end of the armor, like, the part where the arms are connected into has a little, like, bit of armor that's popped up on the outside, almost like it would be, like, an elbow pad or something, but it's not because it's just a weird-looking, you know, end of the arm. Um, but at the end of the hands, you have three claws coming out, uh... When we talk about Sharzagok, we'll talk about it, but there's some interesting stuff with the claw count. But generally, there are supposed to be three. Um, they also mm-hmm. have in between all the claws, like in the middle of the hand, there is a beam emitter. Um, it is not a normal beam, though. It's a mega particle cannon, which is very specific. It is not like a normal beam gun. Um, the waist is just a very simple... Sorry, oh. hold, hold up a moment. Yes. I was just mulling over that. Yes. Is there a specific definition for a mega particle cannon? Because I just assumed it meant like it, it was more powerful and this isn't I mean like three point two megawatts isn't nothing. But um, it's not like So Mega particle cannons and mega particle beams are things that they the way in which they use they are not used on mul- is not used the same way. I know this is going to sound a bit weird. This is one of the things when we were thinking of talking about uh 
there's a certain physics thing in Gundam that is weird. I'm going to link you this and you can I was going to be really clever. I was going to be like, maybe we should go into this on a future episode to be really coy, but you just gave away with the fact that we're already planning that. So Yeah, okay. well, whatever. It's fine. Look, um, I just... It's complicated. It's complicated, okay? Uh, and but they are called they are not be called mega they are not called mega particle cannons because they are particle cannons that are mega. It's because they fire mega, mega particles, particles yes. which are a special type of particle. Okay. A special type of particle still done from Minovsky particles. Sure. But not done uh, in the same way that a beam rifle does it. It doesn't use like an E cap in the same way that the it, Again, this you is will, getting. You'll hear weeds. more about this in uh, on a future episode. Yes, uh, it's re- very funny that we happen to roll this though, because I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna bring this up, and I wonder if Six knows about this." This is what I mean about the weeds of that being weird. Anyway, um, yeah, so little beam guns. We'll just say they're beam guns still on the ends of the hands, mega particle beam guns. Uh, the waste is. Basically just a crotch piece that has two legs connected into it. It doesn't really have any, like, detail on it. Uh, on the bottom and the back, you can see, like, where the array of, uh... They're not thrusters. I almost said thrusters, but they are, like, water jets, basically. You know, like, little propellers um, mm-hmm. that are along the bottom of it. Because, of course, when this swims, it tries to swim kind of like a torpedo, you know, head first. Um, sure. So they're located generally on the bottom, and it also has, well, the backpack, but I won't get to that. Uh, the legs, also the same telescopic design. Uh, and then for the upper leg, the lower leg, you've got some knee armor. You've got just some pretty plain armor around. You've got some nice lines on it and, like, little bumpies, but, you know, it's not like it's fancy or anything. Then for the feet, you've got what look like almost Zaku-type feet, but, like, um with the middle foot, like, guard having segments. And then on the bottom of the feet, it has more of those, like, water jet things. But, yeah, and then finally, the backpack. The backpack's very simple. It's just, like, two water jets on the back, too. Like, just two big, you know, fancy jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, yeah, this the propulsion for this is supposed to just all be, you know, underwater, generally. So, instead of having your typical, like, thrusters... It has these, like, it does have, technically it has rockets, I think, in the backpack thrusters, but they're, like, it, it's weird because, you know, on kits and whatnot, you also see that they have, like, propellers in them and stuff that you're not used to seeing in the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, it says that the Zagok has rocket thrust, but, you know, let me link you this image. If you look at this image, though, you can see it's, like, a weird turbine, I guess, would be the word for that, right? not propeller yeah yeah. it's like oh yeah so you know it's it's weird i i think that would be technically possible to use a rocket to spin a a turbine okay but i i am not an engineer and also even to my limited knowledge that seems wildly inefficient use of that thrust (laughs) yeah and like you can see on the bottom of the foot here too uh i mean these are all for the master grade but that's what you know we draw off of for more detailed stuff and it usually goes with oh these are all like propellers mm-hmm. like imagine if you put a propeller behind the engine of an f-16 so that its jet would spin the propeller <laughs> that was just be a very stupid funny. thing to do <laughs> all right also would probably melt <laughs> so the armaments uh we've got 
240 millimeter missile launchers on the head. Uh, they do carry about 30 rounds, which is kind of a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much head, you know? Yeah, I guess they... I, I'm curious, actually, I'm going to have to look. I'm curious if the Master Grade shows how those are, like, positioned. Because obviously it's going to have, like, the main ones modeled on there. But I'm, I'm just curious if on the actual kit, like, it shows how they are, like, arranged or something on the head. Because that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I... Hmm. I, I, guess, I guess what I assume is just that they're, like, you know, stacked in their... Uh, vertically, just like one on top of the other. I guess they could just be in there vertically. Yeah, I guess there 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 is a fair amount of body. They might be wide but blunt missiles. I don't know. Do we have an image of the missile like in flight that we can take compare uh, to? I have a missile. Of the, I have the missile in the head, but I don't think we have like a lot in. Okay, flight. those aren't those aren't too bad. Um, yeah, yeah, you and can I guess stack thirty those. of those. Uh, there's what I mean, so six it's, on the head, so that's yeah, just five. It's five, per, yeah. five for spot. That's doable. Yeah. Um, and of course, it mentions that they only are fired in vertical alignment with the torso. Mm -hmm. Uh, they do, can be fired underwater, but they are not actually for underwater use. These are not torpedoes. Uh, these are meant for when it surfaces or lands on the shore to fire. Like you know, again, this was planned to be used at Jabro, so basically just missiles that are going to be used. Almost more like mortars, you know? And mm -hmm. this is how, like, a lot of games even show them when they're fire. They shoot, like, in a, you know, parabolic arc. Um, though, of course, they could also be used for anti-air, which Jabro would have a lot of planes around it, too. So, mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, it makes, it makes a lot more sense. I mean, like, <clears throat> given its role, like, being able to just barely surface and fire them up like the way a submarine fires. Yeah makes a lot more sense than trying to, like, mount them on some sort of missile launcher. Yep. And then, of course, it's actual, like, good weapon. The the really, like, not, I don't mean that the missiles are bad, but you know what I mean. Like, this is, like, the main weapon. Uh, are the mega particle cannons on the arms. Uh, mm -hmm. They're powered directly by the suit's reactor, and the only reason they can be powered so well is because it hangs out in water. They will overheat if fire too much on the surface. I know this is, like, a thing that they bring up with the amphibious suits, it's why hmm. normally only only normally ships use mega particle cannons, like the thing's actually explicitly called that. But Xeon amphibious suits, because they are underwater, can actually cool their reactors fast enough that they can actually like use them pretty decently effectively. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course the iron nails, which are just the um claws at the end of the hand. Uh, you know, uh, we see this on Shars, which is technically a different suit, but they can punch through a gym. They are pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, these are, those are its weapons though. That's all it needs. Um, and this is a pretty agile suit, I would say too, honestly, like even when we see it on the surface, like the GOG, uh, which is like a predecessor of this, not like a direct lineage predecessor, but a predecessor in terms of Xeon, you know. Mobile the philosophy of aquatic design, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not a fast suit, nor really is the act guy. They're not displayed as, like, fast on the surface suits. This suit seems like it works pretty fucking well when we see it, though, like, on the surface, mm -hmm. too. And uh, even in water, again. Um, like, uh, while they sadly don't have a lot of shots of the mass production type, they do have a really good shot of it popping out of the waves, though, and using the Mega Particle Cannon from the original anime, which I like. It's a little weird looking, because it makes it look like the arm is coming out of the mouth. Or does it have a mono eye on the end of each arm? 
N- no, the the because that's a mono eye. No, that's the, that's it firing the beam out of the hand. Right, but look behind it. You can the see the mono eye can move all along the track. On the head there. Oh, I see. So it's just like, it's turned like perfect. This is like a side-on view. Yeah, that's a side-on view. Yeah. I see. see. Okay. Yeah, you can see the chest, like the two vents there and all that. Okay. Well, that's good piloting. Whoever's doing that, you're a good pilot. That's impressive. Yep. Again, the thing I always like about mono-eye tracks, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You can can move the mono-eye every which way. Um, But yeah, we also have some really good uh, MSVR colors. Uh. Sadly, no original MSV colors, and I complain about MSVR a lot, but I do like when Okawara just gets to color a thing, because mm-hmm. he is a very good colorist. And uh, this one's more of like a light blue, uh, or like a baby blue for the main body color, and then like a, a, a bright blue for the um, arms and legs and the vents and stuff, and then you've got like this kind of like... <sighs> Again, it's a gray, but it's leaning almost towards, like, a reddish gray. Like, almost like a slightly rusted color. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is kind of neat. Um, and of course, you get all these little markings on it. Um, but yeah. Here's the, a another course. weird thing, though, mm-hmm. is we have some other artists who've done their, their take on it. And, like, we'll talk about variants, but these are specifically not variants. These are, like, just other artists doing the Zagok. First, here we have, uh a uh, condo of course yeah that's definitely a condo one and, and the- then uh the next one of course is a uh Fukuchi. yep famous for double fake and doing some future gundam stuff um, and then lastly just for good measure here's an origin yep yep um artists just these- draw it all sorts of different ways but in general it feels like these designs are are owing like the the differences they make are leaning into a variant that we're going to talk about called the Zagok E. Yes. Oh, for sure. Like the way the arms are. Uh, if you look at the claws, the way they're arranged on the Fukuchi version. Though, funnily enough, uh, I do love that the Fukuchi version, which is the Fukuchi one, I'm pretty sure, because looking at like the style of the art, that is definitely Fukuchi's art. But I do love that uh, the, if you look the at the colored top, one, if that's the one you mean. Yeah, yeah, look at the top of the image's name, though. They call it Zagok Izubuchi, but that's not Izubuchi's art. Uh, I just find oh, it funny you... that the file name is conflicting with, uh, that, I mean, looking at the pose, that's a Fukuchi artwork. I can tell. Yeah, they're, they're labeled correctly on, on the, the wiki. wiki with their captions. They just mixed up the file names. Yeah. yeah, which is very funny to me. Um, but yeah, like, a lot of them do take elements of the Zagaki for sure. Especially the, even that origin version, actually looking at it. Yeah, I didn't really seen that one. Um... But yeah, they do things like, you know, making the arms, like, a little bit more obviously telescopic. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, having, like, bigger spreads between them. Or, like, uh, again, that me- messing with the claws. Or, in the case of, um, like, Kondos has, like, these, you know, lots of Kondoisms going on. Like, these really bulbous, bumpy legs. Uh, the feet are a bit more, sh- like, tucked in. Uh, they're not as, like... They're, they're not, like, how the feet are on the normal one, like, where they're just almost, like, Zaku feet. Um, With how much more bulked up the torso is, the arms look kind yeah. of piddly in comparison. Yeah. Which is weird, because everyone else is like, oh, obviously, if we're going to do our own take on the Zagok, we need to exaggerate how scary the claws are. <laughs> Except um, for Kondo, who's like, the real impressive thing is those knees. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Kondo is just trying to make it resemble more of a missile when it's swimming or something, you know? Mm. 
because uh, sure, the way that body that. is, it's just like a big torpedo of a fucking mobile suit. But it's so like it's so it's not nearly as curved as the other ones. No, I guess not. Um, I don't know. I feel like Kondo just is like he's these doing are the his Kondo like. stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's making it bulbous, which is what he does. And, you know, that's fine. The, whoa, what is that below it? Uh, that's different backpacks, it looks like. Or maybe the backpack. It might be the backpack that that one has. Yeah, it is. It's just a big jetpack for the backpack. Like a bigger... Weird. Weird. Thing it's funny looking. On. Huh. Yeah, Interesting. Looks cool. Um, yeah. Fuguchi one is the one that is most, like, someone reproportioning it, it looks like. There's a couple of little minor changes, but, you know. And then the origin one's also just, like, a complete redesign, basically. <laughs> Of, like, One Year War, Xeon, like, grunts, I feel like the the Zagok, the Zaku, and the Goof are the three that I just feel like are just, like, I, I like the others, but, like, I, I wouldn't describe this as a funny little guy. This is just a classic, like, sort of timeless design. Yeah. Yeah. It is also very funny, sorry, real quick, looking at the origin one, mm-hmm. they gave it four claws on the hands instead of three, which is very funny for what we're going to talk about with Shars, which, you know, I know that we normally have an order, but Shars Zagok is just a recolor, the commander type. Yeah, so let's, let's just go for it. Yeah. So we see Shar piloting this in uh, the episode. It is now, you know, in the Shar colors, it's like that bright salmon-y red, uh, the darker red uh, on the ends of the limbs, and then you got like a gray almost for the... Um, you know, the joints and the vents and all that. Um, there's also an MSV colors, which makes it a bit more, you know, red, red, you know, red comet red instead of uh, hmm. limited. We, we only have certain inks red for the uh, original show, mm-hmm. uh, which is very funny to me. Um, and yeah, when he pilots this thing, it fucking rules. Uh, you get all kinds of cool stuff. Like, you know, you got him stabbing the gym through the chest and like, the bit where he's gotten, he's kind of like leaning like a Gona guy, sicko guy, uh, you know, and like doing like the little run and stuff. That's mm-hmm. what it looks like to me. Is like like a little Gona guy villain, like that would be like, and then <laughs> running around. Um, well, and it does it does the like w- one of the things that makes that moment where it stabs the goof so dramatic. I mean, one we just gym. haven't. St- Sorry, you're right. Excuse me. The gym. Um, one, it's just that to that point, we haven't seen mobile suits do that kind of violence, right? Yeah. It's no. always been through the intermediary of very sci-fi looking weapons. And the Zagok is just like, no, I've got a hand and it is through you now. Um, <laughs> and then also uh, there's a, a very specific animation choice that's just like, you know, anyone who's seen it, it's unforgettable because they do like an after image trail effect as it pulls its hand out and straightens up. Mm-hmm. It's so and it's good. Just like, it's so it's like oh, Char's been gone for a few episodes. Uh, he's back and he's ready to kill. <laughs> it's it's really good. I love that. That the Jabro episode's just great. That that episode is just a great episode. Uh, poor Woody, <laughs> trying to shoot down uh the Zagok with his little uh what is it the fan fan or whatever the little plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it absolutely fucked. Um. <laughs> The only thing, like, the only criticism I have of that episode is not really criticism, it's just a bit of misopportunity, which is Amaro sees a mobile suit that's red, and he immediately decides it must be Char and starts panicking. And he's right, and it's sick that Char's there, but I would also like it 
for one time Amro to be like afraid of the color red and it's just a color that people use. <laughs> That's so funny. That would be pretty good. Like they like the 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 Xeon version of the ball Gundam uh thing that we talked about <laughs> in the crossbone ball thing. Uh it's just, you know. If they'd painted the Xeon red, he would have won. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> uh I mean, in some ways, he did win. I, mean, I guess it was a draw that was, but you know. Which one of them got the scar? <sighs> Fair enough. Fair enough. He did take he did take a sword through the arm though, Amro did. The pretty it's meaty true. section of arm. You know, he might he might have a scar and we just never see it. Yeah, he's always wearing long sleeves. Or sleeves that cover it, I guess. Uh because now that I think about it, in the, the handshake sequence, he is wearing short sleeves and we don't see one. But it's up at like it's up almost by his shoulder, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like pretty it's pretty high up on the arm. Um Anyway, this is all pointless. Yes. Anyway. Uh Zagok. Uh the Zagok's uh nails now. This is the funny thing. The iron nail, sometimes they sh- show it with four in certain bits of animation. Uh, for the original uh, Sharzagok. Um, this has become a running thing with various uh, like model kits where sometimes they'll just include a, like a version of the claws where you can have four on the arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe I don't know if the real grade does it. I know the master grade for sure does it uh, where you've got uh, here. I think it only comes with one on the Master Grade, though, so you can't have them both be four. Because I think it is only on one arm they draw it with four. Um, you can on the Xenography, which is a, a sort of an expansion of the fixed figuration. Yep. Okay, yep, even the real grade uh, does have the extra claw as well. That's very funny. Um, kind of like the four claw. Oh, fun Zagok history thing. Uh, back when I was a wee child... And I had been watching Gundam Wing on Toonami. Uh, because my mom had noticed that I liked the show, she had just randomly bought me a thing at the mall. But it wasn't anything from Gundam Wing. It was just something they had for sale, and it was the uh, Mobile Suit in Action Zagok. Huh. Uh, the the normal type. And I loved that thing, and I was so mad. To, and I was like, I must have missed an episode where this was in. This, this suit is so cool. Because... I will say, for an old toy especially, the uh, uh, MSIA uh, Zagok is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, those toys were very interesting for the U.S., but, like, here's the thing. Let me show you this toy uh, for the MSIA. It... The thing about first Gundam suits... Sorry for this being a crappy image, but... Oh, my God, the the link. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> It's one of those ones where you try to copy the link from Google and instead it just gives you a giant string of text. Sure. Uh, Alright, here. I just screen capped it. Uh, you can kind of even see from here. This th- It's really easy to make a good toy of first Gundam designs because you don't have to add a lot of detail. And, like, the paintwork and everything on the Zagok, like, for this old toy was actually pretty good. Um, You know... Uh, I mean, a lot of mobile suit and actions are actually not bad. Yeah, they're pretty fucking good, especially, again, for the time, especially. Um, mm-hmm. And for how cheap they were. You could get them for pretty cheap, is the other thing. Uh, 
but yeah, um, I really, I really enjoyed uh, that toy as a child. So I had a, I had a big love for the Zagok because of that. Um, and then of course I dropped off being into Gundam because well, Gundam Seed happened on Tuna- on like Toonami, and it was, I think it was only on like Midnight Run too. It wasn't even on like normal Toonami. And uh, yeah, never. I never watched the first Gundam show though, because I just I think it I just missed it when I was on, um, when it was on Toonami. Uh, but anyway, all right, v- more variants. Okay, uh, we've got a lot. So yep. Okay, let me just open up a bunch of these in a row. I guess I'll just do these in order. So the first one's actually an igloo one. Should note. Uh, it's not a big deal one, but it is an igloo one. I guess it is a big deal. It's the focus of an igloo episode. I hate this thing. The Zagok. Because it's yeah. not really a Zagok variant so much as it's a Zagok strapped to a weapons platform. Kind but, of the stupidest looking weapons platform I've ever seen. Yes. It's just using a Zagok as the sensor, basically. Uh... And it's a bunch of different weapon containers that are like platforms that it has too. There's type A, type B, and then the uh, beam cannon one. Uh, and it's yeah. this is just meant for Jabro attack because of course it is. It is meant for doing like a like you know single use like we're going to do a run and make it fucked up. Um, apparently it was a, supposed to have a unique machine on top, but because it got rushed, they just slammed a Zagok on top of it instead. But that doesn't really make any sense, because ah, well, Zagok isn't the obvious te- isn't the, the the logical pick for that at all. Well, it says that it had a thermonuclear hybrid engine for aquatic and atmospheric use, so its parts were already suited to doing this type of attack. But you can't use that thing up like. Okay, I can like. But you can't eject it off or anything, yeah. Right, like I could waterproof a bomb. It's a bomb. Like, what are you talking? Like, you're not gonna swim with this fucking thing. Yeah, no. Uh, so it has a bunch of boosters and everything, yeah. Uh, so, the weapons, uh, you know, it's got the ones that are built onto the the Zagok, the regular one. They're all the same ones. Well, actually, sorry, the missiles have been altered, so they are now, um, air-to-air. But I guess that's just, I don't think they actually changed the missiles. Uh, I think that's just because you can't use the Zagok on the ground, the Zagok. Sorry, it's a little hard to say the name because it's just Z E apostrophe G O K Zagok. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Sabok. I am becoming Michael Sabok. Looking at this, I'm becoming Schwartzwald. I hate it. Um, so, weapon container type A is a giant weapon container that holds four cruise missiles, sixty meters in length. Uh, they can, uh, you know, be used to sink Salamis type cruisers alternatively they can be configured with four rocket pods that each have a 28 unguided fin stabilized rockets unguided should note yep uh or the type b container which is a fucking another huge payload all these are like 70 plus meters long uh this has a scattering beam unit hidden in it. Oh, right, it's only two, but technically it has, like, a uh, entry capsule, I guess you would describe that as. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the main unit has a 22 megaparticle cannon 
are arranged inside of it and it's just a big you know beam after it breaks off and it's just a bunch of scattering beams um they can fire individually scatter themes or thick focused rounds for a duration of five seconds with a, a risk of explosion from overheating uh and then also the right arm has been replaced with a targeting antenna arm with a retractable sensor this thing's stupid and i hate it i do like the antenna arm fair enough but otherwise that's I dumb just... in a fun way but the rest of it sucks yeah, I just, yeah. I just, I just, I have a lot of problems with igloo units. Uh, there are some I really like, like the, like you know, the Zuda and all that. But mm-hmm. this is just one that's stupid, and it doesn't matter. It's the focus of like one episode, and it's, it, 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 of course, it fucking fails because it was meant to attack Jabro ahead of time. You know what's gonna happen? I mean, it shot down five Federation ships. I don't know if it failed. <laughs> yeah, well. Look, the Federation, basically because of side stories like this, the Federation seems to have infinite fucking ships. Because how many of these do we have, like, side stories of? True. True. Uh, Experimental super weapon destroys five ships. How many did Shar shoot down at Loom, which was apparently a very big deal? You know? Was it four? I think it's like four, and that's what makes Shar such a fucking big deal. But anyway, I'm going to take a sip of coffee, and then we'll talk about the Zagok E. Okay, I'm looking at Battle Loom. Uh, you're, battle. you're on the road to madness, because you're going to see all the extended universe shit. Five. Okay, he got five. Yeah, well, this motherfucker did what Char did with an experimental super weapon. Cool. I mean, Char was an Ozaku. I would say that's more impressive. <laughs> yeah, no, but, you know, it's, that's what I mean, though, is it's like, whatever, it's a... Failure of a unit. Anyway, the Zagok E. Um, this is a cool suit. This is uh, definitely one that informs a lot of modern views of the Zagok. This kind of comes with also the fact that like people just sometimes see the 0080 designs as basically, instead of variants, being their own thing because the art style shift with uh, Izubuchi doing all the art. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got pretty similar design to the Zagok, but a couple of changes. Namely... The torso is a bit more complex now. You've got these, like, cool little, like, bars on the middle of the torso, like, that are combining, you know, where the torso dips in. Where It also has, uh, the vents that are around the mono-eye are much larger now. And on the underside of the torso, you've got some more vents cut in. Uh, mm-hmm. The cockpit hatch is a little bit different, too. It's a bit more dipped into the torso. Um, I, sorry, I have a... Yep. I didn't realize that in the Battle of Loom, they weren't using Zaku bazookas. No. They were using nuclear bazookas. Yes. Because that's that's what inspired the Treaty of Antarctica. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's too bad we never have a moment where someone pulls one of those. Like, why, why would... I mean, because they hadn't thought of this at this point, that this wasn't all canonized, right? But, like, imagine if Makuve, part of his nuclear thing, was just like, I don't know, fucking bust out the old bazookas. We've still got them. Yep. Sometimes it's depicted on Zaku 1, sometimes on Zaku 2 A-types. Um, they get shown using, yeah, nuclear bazookas, basically. Which is insane to me, actually, because we have a whole anime about how putting a nuke in a bazooka is a very complicated thing with 0083. This is all extraneous, like, detail, I think, generally. 
Well, I mean, it could be a question. I mean, I, I'm going to I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that the Zaku nuclear bazookas are much less effective. Probably more like I mean, like scale. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you think about it, Char has them. Char has one and he shoots down five battleships. Um, That's not how okay, many. How on, many hold does. On, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. He did not just yes? shoot a nuke and blow up five ships. That is that. No. This is why this is ahistorical and look things that get into details about Loom are stupid. Anyway, but the point is, whatever he had this and he shot down five battleships. Those are the those are the two facts we have. Uh how many did the Nightmare of Solomon get with one shot? Uh more the than Federation, five. <laughs> the entire Federation Navy re- naval review. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, Zagaki. Uh, another prominent change is on the arms. It actually has shoulder armor mm-hmm. uh, with like little thrusters on the front and back, uh, as well as because we see this used by the Cyclops forces, you do have the little CF logo on the um, shoulder. Um, the arms are a lot more segments now, uh, a lot more of those kind of like, you know, the, on this, it doesn't even look like they're collapsible. It looks more like just you know again so it has a greater range of motion on the arm it just has a bunch of joints instead kind of like a snake or something you know like you would expect like a snake like mecha to have Mm -hmm. uh it's really cool uh the arms are now a lot longer than the original zagox uh and the way the nails are coming out instead of just being like claws located radially you've got like three outer claws and almost like a thumb claw Mm -hmm. um i also like the way the um the inner armor of the arm mm-hmm. is not like perfectly round like it has sort of like a musculature shape to it yes it's really cool um and uh i, I believe on the outside just given where those are located on the arms those are probably just heat vents for the uh beam cannons and the arms mm, the that's true that's a good particle point. beams um as you go down the waist is again it's a similar waist design but just more detailed bigger you've got like little Bits of armor, you know, drawn on the sides of it, like those little, like, uh, classic Izabuchi, I am drawing, like, little bumps on things, uh, mm-hmm. along the, uh, like, quote-unquote skirt part of the armor. And then on the bottom and back, you still have, like, the big water jets, they're just fancier now, and it has, like, a little fin on the back of the, uh, waist. Mm-hmm. Legs are, uh, similar, new, kind of, like, weird, wiggly, jointy design. I like them. They make me think of like some Zeta era stuff for like not sorry, it's double Zeta. They make me think of am I thinking of like the the Dovin Wolf or something? Not those the, likes? No, I don't think the No, Dovin there's something. Wolf. There's something there's something that they're making me think of from that era. Well, that has a very similar style of foot. Funny thing is area. uh Izabuchi did a bunch of suits for double Zeta. Okay, well, I, I, it's ringing a bell with something, and probably I'm right about. That, yeah, you're. Pro- you are right about out what it. I'm talking about. I'll never figure out what I'm talking about. Not, not immediately. Probably no. Uh, might look at my Izabuchi book at the like end of the episode, so I can be like, oh hey, take the uh, here. Um, but yeah, um, it's got knees, and it's got the classic Izabuchi drilled a bunch of holes into these knees. Um, you know, just a thing that comes up on a lot of his designs in Pat Labor and in Gundam. Just, you know, mm-hmm. the holes. Which, the holes are cool. I, th- I think they they add complexity without actually, like, making something look weird, you know? Or, like, without being, like, overdramatic. Um, uh, but, yeah. And then uh, the 
you have like these kind of like scooped thrusters on the legs, like, you know, on the bottom of the calves. I like the way these look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then for the feet, you've got really big, uh, foot guards, basically, uh, like for the initial bit on top. And then you got the feet themselves. You got like a light blue section and then you have the darker, like gray blue, you know, they're all gray blue, but you know, you have the lighter and the darker gray blue. Um, mm-hmm. And for the feet, they're very flat feet um, with, like, little splits in the toes. Uh, Finally, the quote-unquote backpack of this unit, again, just kind of implemented onto the torso. Much smaller than the original Zagox, actually, but it has four, like, little thrusters in it and a fin in the middle. Uh, It also has two little vents on the back of it and a bunch of little, like, holes and divots all over it. Looks good. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, we see this in episode one of 0080, War in the Pocket. Um... There are, but I believe two of two Zikakis and two High Gogs in the squad, right? Yeah. Um. The Zikaki is one of the coolest. I, I, I'm going to say it's the coolest aquatic mobile suit design. I don't know if I agree because I think I like the High Gog a bit more, but it is really cool. I, I, that is kind of that is the thing is it is kind of the argument between these two machines that were in the one scene. <laughs> that are both together in the scene. Yeah, they're both in yeah. the same bits. So. Um, yeah, it's a good machine, though. I will say it's very good. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So on the, uh, so weapons, it has beam cannons on the arms. It has proper torpedo launchers, actually, in the head rather than, um, missile launchers. So they're Hmm. actually for anti-ship operations. Given where they are attacking in Antarctica, it kind of makes sense that they would actually be outfitted with, you know, torpedoes instead, because they do a bunch of attacks literally, you know, on ships in the water and whatnot. Like, these are not for Jabra. These are for... These, at least these specific ones we're looking at are outfitted for that attack, it feels like. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, the Vice Claw, which is an upgraded version of the Iron Nail. Um, but yeah, they can be used as simple manipulators, it mentions, because they do have some articulation and... Mostly, though, for punching things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course. Um, but yeah. Oh, you know what you might be thinking of for at least a foot similarity? Hmm. Uh, the capul. Because uh, that's originally an Izabuchi design. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I was looking at it, and I think the ankle kind of, I mean, it's, its you know, it's different, but the sort of, in- like, the sort of slightly back set, like, ankle-like mm-hmm. vents makes me think of the double Zeta. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, um, it's not it's not one to one, but you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Also, some very interesting art here. Uh. This is actually one of the reasons I think we have this problem, is because uh you know there's the SD Gundam short that appeared a little I think it came out before Double O Eighty was out, where you see them in these colors right as SDs. Mm-hmm. And also the SD card game does not label this as the Zagok E. It just labels it as the Zagok. Mm. Just like it labels that back there as a Gog, even though it's obviously the High Gog. And I'm wondering if this might be where that initial idea of, oh, they're actually redesigns, but then they wanted to make them variants because Bandai wants to be greedy or something is always the narrative I see. Which you can see in some of the earliest notes from Izabuchi and stuff, like for the artwork, though, that this is meant as its own mobile suit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this is more the SD people getting it wrong, I think, than, uh, you know, it being... Like, I'm not going to disagree that Bandai is greedy. It's just the ways in which people, you know, try to, like, complain about model kits are sometimes not necessarily historically accurate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Which, you know, I'd rather be correct about that kind of thing. Sure, sure. Uh, We do have an alternate color scheme for this. Um, The alternate color scheme, I believe, is actually by Kondo. Yeah, I was going to say, this has got to be a Kondo. Yeah. Because it's too tacky to be anyone else. Yeah, it's a very, you know, like, it's it's camouflage. It's like uh-huh. weird, you know, it's like swamp camouflage, though, um, drawn over it. Um, it. It's a good looking camo, I think, on it. It's very tacky, as you said, but I like it. Sure. I like the gradients. Sure. Though the uh, flesh colored claws are a little weird. <laughs> of the camos he's done, this is one of the ones I I find the least objectionable. That's fair. So, um, but yeah, I like the Zagaki. It's it's a cool suit. But it's time for someone else to get their chance at the at the um Zagak. It's time for Fukuchi's Zagak. Yep, the Zagak Crab. Which, uh, yeah, it's a this is a f- cool. I have an F for Fukuchi. Probably, actually. Um, I, yeah, I, I just fully assume. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a cool little What unit. is that cool dude in the back? Oh, that is an alternate uh, Grabro, the Grabro Unit 4. Oh, damn. It's really right, cool We can't talk about that right now, but that looks fantastic. Yeah, we, looks we'll talk about that during a, uh, whenever we get the Grabro. Um, uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, there's also a Marine Ball, I believe, in the corner, too. Huh. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, um, also that's the MSM normal suit. Apparently he decided to just give Zeon this cool fucking like spec ops looking normal suit there. It's pretty um, intense. But yeah, the Zagat crab is pretty cool. Um, so it, the way it, it's another Zagat variant. It definitely has more shades of the Zagat E going on with like the shoulder armor, having the bigger chest and like the way that the claw is on the hand. Um, mm-hmm. the one hand that has a claw, because it actually has a different, uh, weapon on the other hand, we'll talk about it in a moment. Uh, sort of the, the heavy hunched silhouette. Yep. The main, uh, differences are, you've got, like, this pointier crotch armor, um, you know, the, the leg armor, again, very similar to the, um, Zagok E, but there's just little differences, like, there's this big opening in the front of the foot. Um, mm-hmm. the backpack the is- are much smaller. Yeah, the backpack is also very different, um- got this like almost like booster like backpack but Mm -hmm. given the way we see this being used it's actually like walking along the surface of the water rather than just like torpedoing through wait Uh uh-huh like walking on water no 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 no. uh sorry on the bottom of the water the bottom of the ocean there oh sure well because normally when we see the zagak in water we see it always doing it's like uh i'm swimming around this one's actually like on the sea floor so I'm wondering I mean, if this is meant to be used more upright when underwater. Like, this is an actual, mm-hmm. like, all-underwater attack. Especially because it's deployed with a grabro, which is not leaving the water. And also, I mean, if you look at those thrusters, I mean, the way they're positioned in the art we have is they would only work when you're upright, and they yeah. look like they can't move. Yeah, it doesn't look like they would move. Um, So that's why I think it's, like, this is actually being used, like, very... Uh, yeah, it, it even says its uh, its mobility in water has been enhanced, so this is... 
probably specifically for underwater only operations rather than, mm-hmm. you know, water to surface operations or anything like that. That would also explain their fancy normal suit if their normal suit is intended to also be able to operate like as a like you can suit. <laughs> right, like you can change the pressure. Mhm. Um yeah, and it has a different weapon set. So you still got the torpedo launchers on the head. Uh what you have now are, if you look at the chest, instead of the vents on the chest, you actually have two mega particle guns just directly on the front of the chest there, too. What up? Um, you have on the right arm a mega particle gun still in between the claws. Uh, it is funny because he actually offsets the thumb claw, so it looks even more like a thumb now. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's not, like, located in the middle. It's located slightly up on the hand and and at least on the the um magazine art the claws more look, look more like knives than they ever have yeah they almost yeah they look like knives pretty cool um but the left arm is actually a missile launcher now uh it's got like a i believe that's like a six tube missile launcher there yeah it looks like it um which is kind of cool it i'm trying to see what it has at the end of the hand does it have a beam still let's see no, it does not have a beam cannon on the left hand. So, it's, yeah, it's got the 6-tube missile launcher. It's got three mega particle cannons, though, because it's got the two on the chest. Uh, it only has three missile launchers on the head, I should know. Probably because they cleared out room to install mega particle cannons on the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, also, it does explicitly call them torpedo launchers rather than missile launchers, which, again, this is an, definitely an all-underwater combat version. So, I like this guy, though. He's It's cool. It's yeah, just a little guy. Um, it was uh, deployed in a test in the Indian Ocean in November 0079, so this is a very late late war unit, apparently. Um, uh, if you look at um, the Gundam Wiki, there is the gallery has the official art, and then below it, it has fan art. And number one, that's annoying because they have fan art, though it is labeled as such. Number two, this fan art gets rid of the mega cannons. Oh yeah, it, just it makes them vents. vents. So it's just not even. It's, so it's not even accurate fan art. Why are you using this wiki? Yeah, it's just. Bad. It's not bad art. No, it's well drawn. It's but... just not like at if at the very least, if this I'm assuming this was an intentional choice, and so at least be like, oh, this is a variant that replaces the mega. You know, it's just misleading. Yeah, frustrating. It's always frustrating. Wiki times. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Next up on the list of variants, we have the Ramzagok. This is from MSVR. This is actually one of the MSVR ones I like because it's fucking weird. It's very silly. Yep. So we've taken the, the original Zagok. The main changes are on the head. We have added a fin and like a he- mohawk camera, like almost like a uh-huh. Gundam style one, which is really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,. So, the um, other major change is when we get to the arms. Instead of having the three claws, we've replaced them with these shields. Uh, oh, right. Also, that on the head. I'm sorry. That's not just a mohawk camera. That's also a heat ram. What does the What do those words mean? It, it, it heats up like the Zaku's heat hawk and the Dom's heat saber. And but it's not a it's not a cutting. Uh, it just heats up like that, and... That's, that's not... It rams them! It's a Ramzagok! 
It doesn't make sense. Like, heating to cut more easily makes more sense. Heating to do bludgeoning damage doesn't make any sense unless you're trying to brand uh, them like they're a cow. They also, uh, if you look at the head, they have replaced the torpedoes with shock absorbers. So that it can, in fact, ram things. I mean, listen, this thing is silly, and in the spirit of silly, I'm here for it, but that is a very dumb idea. Designer. Uh, still has the Zagok... Uh, thank you, Okawara. This is still the Zagok's, uh, you know, mega particle guns in the hands. Uh, now the claw shields. So, the p- reason these got made is apparently the, the idea is that sometimes the Zagok's claws, because of their shape, would actually get stuck inside of ships and whatnot. And they actually could lose the mobile suit and pilot because they were not able to escape because they would, like, strike a ship or a mobile suit and the claw wouldn't pull out and it would explode while the mobile suit was stuck there. That makes sense. So they got they have these claw shields now. So what these are are shields with, like, claws that actually can extend. You can see that they're on a rail and that they can pull forward and back. And they are just meant to stab through and then be able to pull out, like, easily. Also, presumably, you could purge them if you needed to. Yep. And they are used as shields. And also, they are longer than the Zagok's claws when at full length. Because mm. we can see that they are sticking only a little less than half out there, and they're already, like, as long as the claws. Mm-hmm. Which I do think these are cool. The heat ram is stupid, but these are pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Oh, Okay, you know what? The heat ram's fine. The heat ram's fine. Oh, see, Why thank it... you, magazine. Oh. Look at the look at the gallery. It flips up when you're ramming. Okay, okay, it can flip up. Okay, that's good. That's how you're supposed to use it. It is funny all... that it has a camera on the bottom of it, then though, that just retracts sure. when you're ramming. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're like, hey, it's more aerodynamic like this or whatever to have it folded down. And hey, since it's like this, we might as well put a camera here. <laughs> yeah, that's really weird to me still. Uh, I, do, I, yeah. I will say I do like the addition of the tube there. Like, that's similar to like the... Uh, yeah, okay, I found the image right. Okay. And you can see the uh, claws extended out all the way on the shield. And they are pretty long. Yeah. Um. Okay, I, I don't dislike this as much now because I do like the way the heat ram does flip. It's still silly looking. It's very weird. It's a very strange weapon. And it isn't really pointy in the same way that you would want it to be at the end. Because if you look at, like, the rear art, you can see that it's still kind of, like, blunt. Well, but that makes but it, it's like, ramming. that makes it, yeah, that makes it closer to, like, an like an, like an old naval warship ram. Okay, okay, that's what, okay, I see. That's what they're drawing on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have two color schemes for this. We have the standard one, which is, like, a standard, like, green and like white military camo thing going on it's a silver it's green and silver I which silver. i think is really funny and goofy yeah um i guess the swamp i don't know uh, uh forest surrounded uh, forest filled with metal yeah uh and then you have the plung plunger plung plunger is that plunger is that french for plunger there could well be i don't know Pl- plunger uh team colors which I actually quite like because they uh, have it in like, two shades of blue and then they have like this vertical white stripe that's off center, which looks kind of neat. So the Plungier is uh, the name of the first ever submarine to have mechanical power. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. Is it French? Yep, it's French. It's a French submarine. It's a French <laughs> word that means person who plunges. I, um, I'm losing my mind at the idea that like they... Th- 
Gundam designers generally cannot help themselves with like, ah, well, we have to keep attaching German iconography to Xeon. And then they call this one a fucking <laughs> French name for some reason. Uh, yeah, I mean, this could have easily been like a U-boat Zagok, and we've all been tugging our collars, but... <laughs> yeah, no, instead it's... that's... Uh, anyway. That's good. Uh, also, like that. other change, sorry, I should have noted. On the backpack, you do have a bigger, fancier backpack with, like, uh, fins added to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, still the same principle as the original backpack, where you've just got, like, the two big, you know, rockets on the back, basically. Um, but, yeah. Uh, more aquatic looking design now and you have these little maneuvering fins uh which are conveniently painted with a red and blue so you know which side is which <laughs> at the ends of them ah uh, the start of darkness i i actually don't mind it in gbo2 but i i hate it on the gundam statue when you have the uh you know the red and blue lights for indicating the side of something sure sure yeah i'm not a big fan of that either uh, I don't mind it here. It's very subtle, so. I feel like it, I mean, it only, to me, it only really makes sense for craft that are going to be flying yeah. high up. It's not like we put those lights on cars, you guys. I guess, um, well, if it's on boats, I guess. Well, no, oh, you're just talking about mobile suits in general, though. Yeah, mobile suits in general, I think, for mobile I mean, like, you have to have a context in which you would be seeing it from very directly ab from b above or below from quite a distance for it to be of any use. Yeah, no, that's entirely fair. All right, next variant. And this is a fun guy. I love this guy. Uh, we have the Zogok. MSM 08 Zogok. Mm -hmm. I love this guy. So what we have here, this design changes enough that i have to go over some bits of it pretty extensively the torso is now a single big mono eye within like a big like glass housing at least usually it's shown to have like just you know a big glass housing over that mm -hmm. um and it the seems mono a little eye, fragile but i know. guess it could just move any which way on there uh on the top of the head on either side, looking almost like balding old man hair, you have boomerangs. A row of boomerangs. These are just boomerangs. Oh, 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 objection. What? I seem to remember someone is really, really down on boomerangs on mobile suits. I, I am, but uh, now to be fair, comma, these get shown being used in a different way than actual boomerangs, though. Okay, so it's just a bad name. Yeah. It's not the a Midas Messer. Uh, we'll get into it uh, in a little bit. So, also on this design, uh, this has a little bit of shoulder armor, unlike the normal Zagok, uh, and it just has, like, a white tubular arm, uh, though the, we do get later art from Katoki where he instead draws it, like, having more Zagok-like arms, but on the original art, it's just kind of like this white tubey arm, uh. It's very, like, it's very, um, U.S. space program, sort of off-white. You know, yeah. like a space shuttle or an astronaut suit from the Apollo. And you have what appear to be very short arms attached to these. Like, you know, the, they're not they're not very long. Uh, and then, of course, you're looking at the MSV art and you realize, oh, these are telescopic fists for punching and throwing harder. Mm -hmm. uh, which is very goofy. Uh, the waist is the one part that is very close to, like, the Zagok, but not quite. <laughs> um, you know, you've just got, like, a single, like, kind of pants waist a uh, little bump at the front uh you've got 
really like these big ball like armor for the leg joints there and then you've got like you know more white leg joints and let me see the katoki version yeah he also changes these to be more zagok like with like the segments which makes sense given that this is a zagok developed machine um the lower leg armor is just some simple armor um you know does what it, the bare minimum of what it needs to it looks like it has little bumps like where the ankle would be like plugged into on the sides there mm-hmm. you got these weird little bumpies very tall feet on this guy also uh and most of the foot is like blocked like the the under area is blocked because it's like a big armor plate there um and you've just got a, like a flat bottom of the foot uh for the backpack you do have a fancy like backpack you have more what appear to be more conventional like rockets on this this is not like even though it's developed from an aquatic suit, I don't think this is just... It's an amphibious suit, but this one feels definitely more used for the surface, just given its weird shape and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just amphibious is its approach. It's a yeah. way to arrive at the target. Uh-huh. So, this is a weird suit. Uh, This appeared, actually, in Double Zeta, I believe, during the Tiger Bomb arc, because that's when mm-hmm. all these fucking weirdos appear. Um, And this is, like, one of those weird suits where... It's an MSV suit, but this one actually existed, like, not as a design series thing. Uh, This actually existed before MSV was a thing. Uh, We have design notes. I believe this is one of those weird suits that was drawn by... uh, Because if you look at, like, the old artwork for Gundam and, like, Tamino drawing prototype mobile suits, he drew, like, the Juwagu and stuff. Those are actually originally drawn by Tamino, not by Okawara. Hmm. And even with the model kit of this that they released in 1982, it's not advertised as being from MSV. It's advertised as being from Gundam because this is before MSV was a thing. And you can even see on the box, like, normally when you hit MSV, MSV is its own model line, and they, like, advertise that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that started in 1983, but this is actually one of the older ones because, yeah. Uh, alongside suits like the uh, Juwagu, the Ag... Uh, the Agu guy, the 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 ones that uh, you know, the Agu guy in Double Zeta also appears in those episodes. Uh, all of these were meant to like probably be in the show and just didn't get used because you know Gundam's episodes got cut. Um, at least that's what I believe, just given that it has you know Tomino drawing these suits and being like, yeah, yeah, sure. we're gonna use these. Um, the earliest versions of these arts are so good, and I'm so mad the wiki doesn't have them. I would have to dig in one. I have a specific Gundam book that has them. Because Tomino's not the greatest artist. Um, so these guys look even sillier, but... Yeah, the Zogok. Uh, this guy rules. The boomerang cutters on the head... Now, for a long time, they used to be shown as being thrown as boomerangs, right? Mm-hmm. This does have a cameo in Gundam Unicorn. Yeah, and, and I'm not spoiler warning that. Yeah, Unicorn it's a just has a billion fucking things that just show up yeah. quickly. Uh, the way it does it is actually uh, they launch out of the head. And they're just meant to cut into the suit. They're just used as a not returnable weapon. They just launch into an enemy. Mm-hmm. Which is, would explain why they have so many. Because why would you need that many boomerangs if they're supposed to return? Uh, and it can use them as like a handheld like weapon. Like as in like you know using it like a knife. Though of course we see versions of this using uh, the heat sword from the uh, goof. So, mm-hmm. uh, you have the, uh, arms, which are pretty big arms actually too. They're like not, they're, the hands are big. Uh, yeah. 
And they do punch. They can just punch things. Um, it also has ten wide cutters on the abdomen, though these are omitted in Unicorn. We don't get to see these used. But if you look at, like, the abdomen area, you can still see the area where those are supposed to be stored. Basically, it's just, like, a giant version of the boomerang that launches out of the chest and is supposed to just basically cut through the mobile suit. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, of course, we see them using uh, Sturmfaust and the Hyzak and Marasite beam rifle and various other media. Uh, it uses a weird Sturmfaust, though, if I remember right, because we actually it uses, like, a really big one. <laughs> it's, like, not the normal-sized one. Because, hmm. well, you know that the hand, you know how the hand is bigger than the normal mobile suit hand? Look at how fucking yeah. big the Sturmfaust has to be then. Well, it also could just be perspective, but... Uh, well, let me see. Hold on. Let me grab something for you. Okay. Uh, there was another version of this that had a big Sturmfaust. I believe it was the model Oh, wait. Model uh, no, you can see it. Um, another image, which is the close-up on the uh, gallery of the wiki of the eye, you can see in the bottom there the, the warhead. That is yeah. huge. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason I know about it is there's a um, P-Bandai model of the uh, Jabro version of the suit, um, like with, you know, the different paint job and all that, uh, which you can mm-hmm. see at the top. The, it's like that blue uh, and uh, the, the, the camouflage paint job for when you're piloting this fucking thing, um, which is a very funny idea. Um, and it, 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 it also has like, yeah, a huge uh, Sturmfaust, so... Um, though, of course, uh, it, it, God, that color scheme is so funny to me. Uh, here's, like, the, uh, ad copy for it. You can see, yeah, it's got, like, this weirdly big Sturmfaust. Um, it's... I think the Heat Sword looks bigger, too. It says that it's supposed to be the same one as the Goof. But I don't think it is, because look at how big that is. Yeah, I don't think it is. Um, just the, it, it's cool, though, um... Yeah, I normally don't like boomerangs, but I do like this thing just because I do like that it just fires these stupid metal cutters. I don't know, this thing, like, overlaps into being dumb in a way that I think is fun. Though, again, when this cameo's in that episode of Unicorn, pretty fierce fighter. Fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, I, like, it's fun to see it in modern art and stuff, and it's fun to see it fight. I... I don't like this as a cameo in Unicorn because I like this as a fun goofy boy and I don't need to see him in your show that's trying really hard to be serious. That's fair. That's fair. Also bad show, so keep it keep keep his name out your fucking mouth. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I I get you though. Um I do like this guy though. Yeah. And it cool. appearing in Unicorn meant it got a model, so, you know. That was good. And we do uh, get it developed into one more thing. Yep, we do. But before that, uh, check out this Kondo art because it's fucking amazing. Big, big hands. <laughs> I <laughs> love fantastic. that. Fantastic. I love that art. Like that's just good. It's so funny looking, but I love it. Um. So yeah, uh, this does get developed into something else. Uh, a mobile suit that I really love. Uh, that you may know from GBO too, right? The Gasha. Uh, no, actually. Oh, you never used this in GBO2? This is a fun or suit. Or seen one piloted, no. Ah, yeah, this is a fun suit. Um, so the Gasha. This is an MSX unit. Um, and this is a weirdo. This is not actually a, uh, 
amphibious suit. Uh, this is actually used for space. This is a low gravity suit. Um, and this thing hmm. fucking rules. So the upper body, again, having the combined like head and torso of the Zagok, right? You've got like this head with like a weird, you know, couple of slits for the mono eye to move around in. You have these really tall collar areas now, and uh, very obvious in the art, these are missile launchers that pop up, which I love the design of. That looks really good, yeah. I really like the design of these. Um, It does have almost like Gundam-style vents, like the way the vents are designed on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then in the middle of the torso, you also have some tubes going into the backpack. Um, Oh, wait, no, I do have one of these things. uh, Oh, did the weapon remind you of it or something? (laughs) No, thinking about, like, imagining it with both missile tubes open, because that's how it shows in the in the yeah in the model viewer. Yeah, in GBO2, yep. Because you can pop those up and fire them, and it's great. Uh, I, I, feel like, I feel like this art here is, like, things are all at a different angle. It looks more aggressive leaning forward, whereas in GBO2, it kind of looks like leaning back and a little, like, look, one of, one of the classic sad <laughs> Xeon yeah. designs. Well, if you, especially, like, I think they also well no they didn't mess with the leg proportions it's still got tiny legs in gpo2 that's funny um uh the arms though you do have shoulder armor uh it's kind of like some zaku one like shoulder armor where it's just like the you know non-spiked rounded shoulders um just has that very similar shape to those um you got like a ball shoulder for the actual like arm um the upper bicep is just kind of like plane you do have like these a little slit in the back and front of it though uh and then the lower arm you get like an elbow pad uh and then at the end of the hands you have claws uh just little claws uh which is really funny because this actually uses a gun with these claws by the way mm-hmm. which is very fun to me a weird fucking gun uh the waist you have a crotch unit with thrusters down the middle again just you know kind of like you would expect from uh the Zagok, but they are proper thrusters because this is made for space. Um, and you've got these very short legs. You've got, like, a very big thigh, but it's, like, not very long. Um, no. got, like, little knees. You have these tiny calves also with, like, little, like, uh, thrusters on the outside, and I think those are probably just vents on the inside of the leg there, just given their different design from the outer part. Uh, and then, you know, some very simple Xeon-like feet. Um, nothing too special there. Um, also has some thrusters on the back of the legs. Those are visible in, like, the GBO2 model. Um, it also has what appears to be, like, external propellant or something weird. Because uh, it doesn't use, like, a saber or anything. But you can mm-hmm. see, like, it has these, like, little tanks on the back of it. I don't know what those are for, actually. Oh! Oh, wait, special features. Ground sensors, apparently. Huh. Hmm. Huh. wonder what those are for. Um... It just says, yeah, it just says they're two ground sensors. Weird. But yeah, posting, I'm posting for Dylan the art, but you can see it just looking at the gallery. I, yeah. I feel like between GBO2 and the original art, just the vibe of this design is completely different. Yeah, I love it either way. I love both. They're great. It's they're both the, good. I like the original better, but I, I do like both. Yeah. The uh, gun of this suit, though, this is the most important thing. Uh, This has the hammer gun. Uh-huh. It, so it's like, well, fuck it. We have our own Gundam hammer. And instead of it being a Gundam hammer you swing on a chain, it has a giant ball and, like, spikes uh, loaded at the end of a gun. I love this thing in GBO2 because it's an instant knockdown gun, by the way. So it's really funny <laughs> to just pelt people with it. 
And then you just run away. You just hit them with that, shoot them with some missiles, and then run off. I don't think Xeon knew that the Gundam hammer was, like, a failed experiment. Um, it, also, it's very funny because it's designed for low gravity. I think that's... I'm wondering if that's why it's on a gun instead of on a chain is because, oh, low oh, gravity, it would be force. too much to try to, you know, angle a chain with, like, gravity being all fucky. So what if we just put it at the end of a gun? It's so funny. I love it. It's so dumb, but it's... I, I Again... There are times where I look at a thing and I go, oh, that's dumb, derogatory. This is one of those times where I look at this and I go, oh, that's dumb, but, like, complimentary. Mm-hmm. I, I like this machine a lot. It, again, one of your war machines are also just charming to me. I'm just, I'm a fan of Gundam, you know? It's just enjoyably stupid, you know? Especially considering this is an old one year war machine. This is MSX. This is, you know, very old. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun guy. Um, no variants for this guy, though. Uh, just kind of a cool guy that was meant to be deployed with the Rick Dom. Um, yep. Uh, so- There's one oh. more design. Well, I guess we have varying degrees of spoiler for the next three. Wait, next three. Oh, wait. Uh, okay, we're not doing the RF, right? No, we're not. Yeah, because we're going to do all the RFs together at some point. Um... How about we start off by talking about Thunderbolt? Okay, Thunderbolt. Oh, right, I didn't think about that, but yeah, Thunderbolt. And after this, we're going to talk about the redesign they did of the Zagok for Thunderbolt. Uh, Can you link me the article for that one, by the way? Sure. This is, this is, I now know not to trust, uh the Gundam wiki enough that when we're almost done, I just Google the, not Google. I just search the wiki for the name of the mobile suit in case there's anything. That's I just fair. Decided that's, not to know, link. that's a good idea. Cause yeah, um, this is not linked at all on the main article. I don't think, um, I, I like some Thunderbolt redesigns. I don't like this one. This is actually my least favorite interpretation of the Zagok. I think I don't, there's one thing about this that is cool. Okay. But, uh, we will get to it because we're going to talk about its design. This is the Zagok from Thunderbolt. This is what if we made the Zagok and the Zagaki and the Hygog all the same machine? Yeah. Um, the torso is still very similar to the original Zagok in a lot of ways. Like, you know, it's got the vents located in the same places. It's got the cockpit hatch that's like the hexagon. It's got the same eye thing going on. It's got the missile tubes on the head. Uh, though, I think it only has four. Is that? Let me see. I'm trying to let me look at armament. No, it, it does like have four. six. Okay, maybe there's just two in the two back. Two in the back, maybe, that we can't see. But they're located... They're not located radially, then. They're located, like, on either side of the head. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to the original, which is more radial. Um, the arms are where we start getting weird. You get these really long shoulders that stick out, kind of like the high gogs, where mm-hmm. the arms are coming out of the end of them, of the shoulders. So they're, they're very far apart from the body. Uh, the arms, this is what I don't like. I don't like the way these joints are drawn. It's like a... It's ugly. It's like a weird ball. It, it, it's like a bunch of interconnected ball joints that are all interconnecting at different points of the ball. You know they, what I the, mean? The way they interlink is, is, like, reminiscent of, like, links of a chain. Yeah. Where, it, like, the connection, like, alternates and stuff, but it just looks bad. It looks really awkward to me, yeah. I don't like that. 
Uh, the arms are slightly longer, kind of like, you know, the Zagaki's arms, like where the, you know, bit with the claw at the end is actually very much at the end. Uh, and it's got three claws. The claws are similar more to the original Zagak. It's got three of them on each hand. They're but, very pointy, but, though. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're long and spindly now. And you start to really get the vibe that they would snap. I mean, yeah. I'm not uh, convinced. Um, What else to say? Uh, the waist is still pretty similar to the original, um, though it Sha- needs... Shaved m- down. It, yeah, it needs a bit more room for the giant ball thighs that this has going on, or the giant ball, like, you know, leg connectors there. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you've got... The thighs are doing the same thing. It's that inner... The, that chain link weird-looking bunch of, like, rounded parts that just... The way they interlink, I don't like the way that looks. Uh, absolutely gigantic diamond-shaped knees also. Uh, just these really gigantic knees. Um, they look like Gyan knees. Yeah, they remind I, me of the Gyan. Yeah, that's what that reminds me of, right? Especially because the color. This I is don't more understand. Gyan colors. Um, and yeah, the legs, you have like little outward thrusters on them. They're very round other than the front where they have a big bulgy bit. Uh, and the feet are very flat. They're almost like, they almost look like sleds or something or like, actually, no, looking at it, it almost looks like a raft, actually, looking at the toes. That is the one part of it I do like is I think these feet, I don't think they fit the Zagok very well, but I think these feet are very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is just not a design that I am super into. Now, I will say I am curious if this art right here is the anime version of the art because I sometimes... I think the anime flattening the detail can sometimes look worse than the guy's original art, if that makes sense. Sure. Let me like let me see. I'm gonna actually see if I can find the Thunderbolt Zagok, like if I can find like some art that isn't from I, I wanna see if I can find art that isn't from the uh, anime. Unfortunately, of course, in terms of search results, I think the anime has overtaken the manga now. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, it's... It's not the worst, but I just don't like it as much. That's the, this is the worst thing with the reinterpretation. You should be bringing something, like, new to the table that is at least, like, a little bit neat. And this just... When, when I feel like a design is a downgrade, that's when I'm like, uh... I'm like, I'll be down on it even more, you know? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like, I mean, like, the changes that are made don't feel like they're, com- they're like, pushing it in a new direction for its identity, right? Like, yeah. having these weird, confused, like, under-armor, like, like structural limbs, and then high-gog shoulders, and then gyan knees, and then, life like, life rafts on a cruise ship feet. Like, so, you're not saying anything. Like, for instance, here, let me show you this real quick, because I'm curious what the fuck this is. What is this on this cover? Well, that's you can see the arm. Those are, those arms are clearly though. It's clearly the at least a variant of the same machine. Yeah, it's just, but it's not the same machine. Well, that right because like this is the problem. thing. I'm curious about if the if the if the design in the manga is just different because. I'm looking at the wiki, like, on the page for the, uh, manga, right? And it doesn't list, like, any Zagok variants. It just lists Zagok. Yeah, and so talking about this art here, which is the cover of of volume 13 of the manga, we can see that the, the 
mega particle cannons, the K, okay, the beam guns, are like exposed, and that the claws we see two claws. There might be more, and we just can't tell because this art is you know we don't have the best it's a perspective, scan of it. Yeah, um, and it's also perspective. But it looks like the claws are movable and not like they can wiggle. Like they can slide around. In this instance, they appear to have sort of slid around to be like two claws together on the side, like a blade, like yeah. a wrist blade. I, I guess to give more room for the beam gun to do its magic. Yeah, and they're more like knives. They're not like these weird mm -hmm. angled claws. And then also, I will say the jets coming out of the legs look really cool. Now I understand why the knee is big, because there's a jet in the sides of those knees there. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of cool. But uh, it, the, I, I think like even just like the joints are still the same, like I don't like them. But I will admit... If this was the art I had seen rather than the other one, I like this more. And this is what makes Thunderbolt annoying is because there are a couple of suits that I feel this way about with Thunderbolt where I feel like the anime version, I just don't think the guy, I, I don't think Otogaki's designs always translate to what you need to do for an anime. Well, and also, I mean, like, I don't think, like, I don't know how well the design on that cover would have translated, but they didn't. They did a different thing. They did a similar thing, but they did not try to make those hands look like the, the hands we have. Yeah. It's just a minor thing, but it's something I just want to keep in mind when talking Thunderbolt suits. That, mm -hmm. like, sometimes there's just a very big difference in, like, the way the art presents something versus an anime uh, with Thunderbolt. And it's like, you know, sometimes it's pretty significant and it's weird. Now, we'll get to it someday, but I think the Thunderbolt Gog is sick as shit. Yes, I uh, agree. I was actually hoping you would say that, because part of my brain is like, I wonder if Six likes that one. Like, oh, uh, it's so cool. It's just, you can also tell that the OVA art, I think, is generally not the same as the art for the manga, like, in terms of the artist drawing it. Because, like, you know, even uh, here, you can see, like, differences in, like, just the proportions and whatnot. Well, and there's also, like, one of the things you have to keep in mind, and how much this affects things, who knows, right? But it is different to draw a picture versus create a model that you then have to animate. There will be times when you are taking the drawing and putting it into model form, and you realize that now that you are making it a essential, I mean, you know, not in the real world, but a physical object, parts of the design don't work anymore. Yep. That'll happen sometimes. Yep. So. And not to mention also... Uh, while drawing for a manga, a detailed design is also a pain in the ass. Uh, Otogaki famously really fucked up his hand working on Thunderbolt. Um, I don't think Sunrise, for all the bad animation studios will be and overworking their employees, imagine if they had to draw, like, all the greebly detail that, like, he decides to add. Like, if you look at, like, the skirts, like, the little dots, right? Or, like, mm -hmm. the little ticks on the shoulders and whatnot. Um... I, I, I'm sure it's not good to work there anyway at Sunrise already because they do a ridiculous output. But if you had to do even more detail that you would have to keep track of and make sure it looks right, it, it, you know, we're not in the late 80s anymore uh, when we're doing digital animation and stuff. I just, I don't think people are going to want to do that. <laughs> and, and it's actually, it's since you bring it up, this is an instance where, like, I think I, I am for... At this point, like, CG, Mecha, and Gundam. If you want to hand draw stuff, I think that's great. I'm happy for that. Mm -hmm. But I think the CG has gotten to a point where it looks pretty fucking good. 
Mm-hmm. It being CG means it can have like like they can, as you say, they can have a level of detail that remains consistent because they don't have to redraw it every time. And they can make these machines like better able to be realized because they've already figured out like the, the whole thing about what works physically and what doesn't. Um, and I think it just enables a lot in a production sense that I think is really now great. I do have an important thing to say about that, though. One of the funniest things I think that has come from that, though, is have you ever noticed how some CG designs, unfortunately, though, run with the idea, well, it's going to look the same every time and decide to put on detail in a way that you wouldn't on like drawing the robot in 2D and then it looks bad because of that? You know what I mean, though? Well, I think I do. Can you show me an example, though? Uh, uh, I think about the designs from like Valve Rave, which is a terrible show anyway. Like the way that this is, though. And the other designs start getting even, like, sillier with it, like this. Mm, I see. You see what I mean, right? This is a design that would have to normally have been a little bit simplified. You know what I mean, though? Like, that yeah. doesn't exist without doing that as CG, basically. Right, like, there are elements to this where, like, there are extra parts hanging off these mecha to a degree that is ludicrous, and no one hand-drawing this would ever do this. It's like, it's it's it doesn't even look good. It's just overkill because hey, they only had to do it once. And then also there's a lot of use of color and the way it like peels off and like runs along edges and then, you know, joins up for these, which again is just like gratuitous like shit. If we only have to do this once, what the hell? Why not? But yeah, um, I, I yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry for the little bit of a tangent. Yeah, the tangent about, about CG stuff. Um, yep, that just happens. It does. Uh, that Thunderbolt design though is CG, but bad. Um, not because yeah. the CG is bad, just because it's a bad design. Well, the Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt's on CG. It's they, not? No, they did 2D animation for that. Oh, I thought for the movies they did. Mm. Oh, nope. Whatever. Nope. Okay. Um, well, regardless, it looks um, bad. And it's time to talk about some designs from... So you said Gundam... there's two more? Yes. From okay. Gundam Build Fighters, Jim's Counterattack, we have two designs. <laughs> Going on past this, we have two designs from Mobile Suit Gundam Build... No, it's just Gundam Build Fighters, isn't it? Uh, Jim's Counterattack. Okay, so I know one is the Amazing Jim. I know that. Do you mean the, or, you amazing, mean the amazing Zagok? Zagok. Yeah, yes. sorry. I don't know why I said Jim. <laughs> uh, yes. Long episode. So uh, we'll start with that one. Okay. Uh, MSM07A Amazing Zagok. Uh, like a lot of Amazings, the name is true yeah it's pretty good it's literally just the zagok and there's only one change the arms are big they have these giant <sighs> weapon arms now i feel like i want to call them arm binders and i know that's a little silly but like that conveys like how much like is well, me- like mechanically going on in them not only that but the fact that they have uh exchangeable weapons is another right thing. well uh, not exchangeable they're just all in there at once oh are they all in there at okay yeah yeah i mean you can see um down in the gallery yeah down in the gallery you can see it like cycling through its weapons okay yeah like it's been a long time since i watched that movie and i didn't enjoy it very much (laughs) which made me mad because i like original build fighters but uh that felt like it was by the tri team in terms of like the feel of it and i was like no but anyway um but yeah, uh, this design fucking whips. It's great because it, it turns it does out when whip, you just literally, think, it, it yeah it does because uh, it has the Agagai little whips in there. Um, it is really funny to me how you literally all you do is take the original design of the Zagok, and you just change the arms, 
and you still get something really fucking cool out of it. So, Mm -hmm. things that the arms have. Okay. So, it has the regular claws, right? The iron nails. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... It can also, unlike the normal Zagok, rotate these iron nails. Like, they can turn into drills, basically, uh, by rotating really fast. Uh, it's supposed to be the ag mode, because it's supposed to be emulating, like, the ag's drill arms. Yeah, because as we're going to go over these arms, the purpose of these, again, I'm going to call them arm binders, I just like the term, um, is that they have weapons to imitate the other big one-year war Xeon aquatic suits. Yep. So you have the Mega Particle Cannons, the same ones as the Zagok. Then mm-hmm. you have the Heat Rods, which basically what happens is um, the circular protrusions that are on the arms there, right? There's four of them by default. Um, you can have... Uh, two of them have little whips that can come out, which uh, are amazing. I love these. Uh, they're just the silly little shock rods. They're, they're Heat Rods, you know. Classic uh-huh. Gundam Heat Rods. Uh Then, uh, the next thing it has, a triple rocket launcher. Uh, these are three bar- three- so- oh, sorry, there's only three of those, uh, barrels on each arm. Uh, not- not four. Um, goddammit, doing the, uh, thing the claws do. Um, but yeah, all- all three barrels on either arm can also pop out, and then they are just rocket launchers. This is supposed to emulate, you know, the Juwagu with its, uh- you know, weird rocket launchers and the fingies. Um, and then finally, on the top of the arms, you've got boomerangs. <laughs> They're the wide cutters, and they launch, and they are just like the, Zago- the Zogox boomerang cutters. Mm-hmm. So it just has all of the little weirdo weapons, and I love that about this. I just, ah, uh, It's a very fun idea. I think it's a very cute idea. Yeah, it's and it like and it looks good in execution, right? It's not just a fun little tribute. It looks sick like at at a rest and then also pretty much any version of it with its weapons out looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Again, it turns out when you take an already good design and you just do one little tweak to it, it turns out great. But sometimes you do some really weird tweaks. Okay, so what is this one? Cuz this is where <clears throat> I don't know what unit this is. You'll know what I mean in a second. Okay. This is the MSM GM07 Jimzagok. Oh, wait, hold on. This is what the amazing Zagok is fighting. Oh, right. Oh, this is... Okay, because this is where you have the Jim Jims from Jim's counterattack. Mm-hmm. And the Jim Jims all have different, like, forms and functions. And they're supposed to... I think the idea is they're, like, supposed to always be copying, like, different types of grunts. So they have, like... You know, you have, like, the one with the gym head, the one with the gym custom head, the one with the dome head, um, like, the dome bits. But then you also get, like, a bunch of other gyms throughout that are all using, like, different, you know, wares, basically, is maybe the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these are not even named or, like, you know, really talked about. Because, <laughs> of course, then you get, like, things like the Psycho Gym and all that, which are fun. Sure, But sure. then, yeah, you have the Gym Zagok, which is just a gym... Wearing a this fake Zagok cosplay on top of it. Mm-hmm. And, eh. It's got the Jim Jim body, and the Jim Jim's okay. Um, but then on top of it, you've got a fake Zagok head that's like this really big bulbous... It has to be bulbous because, you know, it is wearing it over an existing suit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that are interesting about this design, I'm gonna say, 
uh, are ruined by the fact that it's on top of a gym and it just makes the whole design look like shit. I think if this were built as his own design, it might be kind of cool. Yeah, you've got like a big top section of armor, which then has an antenna, uh, ante- uh, commander antenna on it. I almost said antenna commando. <laughs> um, with a mono eye track below it, the mono eye presumably could go all around the track. Um, it's got the chest details you'd expect from a Zagok, though. Weirdly, instead of just having vents in there, they're just, like, kind of divots. Just circular divots. Um, like, you know, around the eye. And then you've got the, uh, chest vents, which are the chest vents. You've got, like, the little plate of armor that's kind of, like, are, like, that are all hanging around where the arms, like, the gym's arms are as, like, protection, I guess. Just, like, little tiny plates. Um, I guess. Then sticking out of the side of these, you have the actual, you know, Zagok arms, which do have shoulder armor. And then they're basically Zagok E-arms again, looking at the way that these are designed even. Mm-hmm. And they even have the thumb with the three fingers uh, kind of design. And the the arms are kind of cool looking because they're just huge. Again, this looks like it would be a fun variant if it had also the lower half of a gym. Or sorry, of a Zagok, but no, mm-hmm. it has the lower half of a gym. So it just looks kind of weird. Um, especially just with the Jim's arms just kind of out there. Um, for the chest and waist, you just have a bunch of, like, coverings over the Jim stuff so that it looks more Zagok-like. Like, you've got a big rear tail skirt, you've got a big front skirt, and you got some parts blocking other parts of the skirt, like the, you know, the Jim's diaper and all that. Um, the, uh, the legs are just the Jim Jim legs, so they're Jim legs. Um... With some extra greebles on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, on the backpack, you get uh, two big rocket boosters that are kind of like on little pods. You can that, that are sticking out. Like uh, when you look at the rear shot, they actually have one of them removed, and you can see like the where they slot into. Mm-hmm. They're just, but they're just bigger versions of the Zagok stuff. It's not like the worst thing ever, but it is kind of boring. And again, the gym part just kind of ruins it. It's also a, a sad situation where, I mean, like, I, I don't mind that in its in its uh, only appearance it is instantly jobbed, but it does mean that beyond its claws we have no idea what its weapons are. Yeah. Uh, presumably it's got the beams at the end of the hands, but we don't really see it use anything, so... Mm-hmm. And it has a bunch of hatches on the back that could be missiles or something, or just panel lining, either way. Who knows? The ones on the tail really look like they should be something, though. Yeah, they do. Um, and, and then you have, uh, the other funny thing, which is, uh, the, uh, the, the, the fight being tried, it was basically a cheap fight anyway, because he filled the water with paint thinner. So he's like, oh no, we'll battle underwater with our amphibious gunpla. Anyways, you for, go first. He's like, yeah, yeah you go first. <laughs> and, uh, Kawaguchi notices and is like, uh, no. And then just beats, blows him up. Beats yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> just wrecks him immediately. It's pretty funny, but, you know. Yeah. Very one-off gag. It's basically a gag mobile suit in that regard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and that's a lot of Zagok stuff. I, oh, I will note real quick on the amazing Zagok. Um, I am right that in animation it can have all of these armaments at once. Uh, yeah. In the actual kit, you do have to do some picking and choosing just because, well, you know, space considerations. Yeah. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, uh, all right. Um, I'm gonna send you this six real quick because I was looking for the uh, Tamino art just to show you it. But I am gonna send you this because remember these weirdos? 
speaking of Xeon amphibious suits, one day we'll talk about these guys. No, we won't. <laughs> these are the ones that appear on the uh, screen when they're like, you know, uh, discussing, ah, we have discovered, you know, Xeon has plans to attack Jaburo. Right. And the, so on. the one on the top middle is the only one I remember actually seeing, but yeah, boy. <laughs> they're very funny looking. I remember being like, wow, I remember that Zelda boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, six. Where can people find you on the internet and your content and whatnot? Oh, you can find that all that on at six Detmar on Twitter. S i x d e t t m a r. You can also find me work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dylan? You can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com. Uh, and yeah, uh, you know, I post games and stuff. Uh robots and you know what to expect so. uh don't forget to catch the next uh gundam at mahq episode 259 thursday june 29th 10 p.m i'll put the link to the stream in the in the notes yep uh six but- i linked you the uh tamino art it's a lot <laughs> he, he like he's just trying to get something off the shelf it's fine it's so funny. Uh, here, here's his Juagu, which actually is not nearly as cute as the actual one. No, but it's also not that bad. I mean, like, you can see, like, oh, sure, that's the Juagu. Um, the thing that makes me lose my mind is how he puts, like, a shit ton of mono eyes on all of these. Like, what what is going on here? <laughs> oh, one more Juagu from him. There you go. Is it wearing a robe? Uh, I don't know. Looks like... What it looks like to me is that it's, like like whirling its arms or holding two tambourines or holding two tambourines yeah (laughs) (laughs) i can see that uh i can't i don't want to make fun of tamina's art too much it's just his artwork though again he is a storyboarder but not necessarily an artist in the same way and you have some amazing art from him in this book of like you know okawara make this workable I do love, though, that when Okawara drew the ball there, it's doing that pose. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you later, folks. Do you have a, uh, do you have, do you have a quote? Whatever it is. Uh, this is no Zaku boy, this is a gawk. Later. (laughs) Woody's desk. アムロ、フリムカナイデ、宇宙の彼方に輝く星はアムロ、お前の生まれたふるさとだ。覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かいぬくもりの中で目覚めた朝を。アムロ、フリムクナムロ。男は涙を見せぬもの、見せぬもの。ただ明日へと、明日へと永遠。